let's get started. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian, and we are Where is the Rulebook? And we bring you a weekly board game walkthrough. During Season 1, we'll be focusing on introductory games that everyone should know and allow you to step into the world that is board games. During today's episode, we'll give you basic details of the game, what you need to know to set it up, what the turns look like. We'll also walk you through what makes the game come to a finish. And at the end, we'll talk about our experiences and how to win, and if we recommend this game. For today's game, the land and resources are getting tight. There are too many races trying to live off of your land. That's right, your land. Your ancestors bequeathed it to you in hopes that you would build an empire to rule all of the land. Let's push towards total domination as we open Small World. On the box, the game takes 40 to 80 minutes, with players from 2 to 5. Board Game Geek says it's best with four players. I usually play it with three or four. I don't think I've ever played with more than three. It'd be interesting to play with five. The map gets bigger, which we'll talk about later. This game can be classified as an area of movement, a dice rolling, character management, and a victory points game using coins as resources. Now, where is the rule book? When you open the box, you will find our rule book. You also will find two double-sided play maps that you'll use depending on how many players are playing the game. And six summary sheets, one for each player to use as reference. You'll also have 14 fantasy race banners, which are the characters in the game that you can take control of. With these are 168 matching race tokens and 18 lost tribe tokens that you use to place on the game board. 20 unique special power badges which are also randomly used to combine with your character and additional game pieces that coincide with the map or race tokens that you are playing with. You will find 109 victory coins, all of different values. You will find the custom reinforcement die and one game turn marker. Now that we have it all open, let's set a game up. Let's begin by picking the map that coincides with the number of players we're playing with. For this instance, we have two players, Brian and I. So on the map, there is a little number in the top right corner that you can use as reference. Since we have two players, we have the two player map. Once we have that on the bottom left side of the map, there is numbers symbolized by a crown. Put the marker that's the crown on the number one. Pull the removable storage trays out of the box and place them next to the map so all players can reach them. You then will shuffle the race banners and you will draw five randomly, placing them in a column, going vertical next to the game board. You will do the same thing with the special powers, drawing five of them to make our combos that our players will use throughout the game. In the box, there are a number of additional tokens that don't go with any of the classes. They look like little silhouettes of people. Uh, these are the lost tribe tokens and they're placed on the map anywhere there's a little, looks like a target symbol. After you have them placed on the map, you then will place the mountain tokens on any of the places on the map that looks like they have a mountain on them. And then you give each player five victory coins and you place the rest of the coins next to the map. With the game set up, let's talk about what actions each turn consists of. The first turn that everyone takes will all do the same three things. The first thing you'll do is you pick a race and special power combo that you want to play with first. Then you're going to conquer some regions and you're going to score victory points. Picking a race and special power combo 
is the main thing you'll do on your first turn. On the side of the board, we set vertically the six different characters with their power combos. As we said before, there are many different characters and power combos that are randomized. The possibilities are endless. But what you'll do is start from the top and look down. At the top, this is free. We started with five victory coins. It costs nothing to take this hero. If you move to the second one, though, it does cost one victory coin. And then increasing, so on. If you take the third one, for example, you'll have to put one victory coin on the first and the second of those characters you did not take. And once you take that uh, hero, you place it in front of you. Now that you have your race and your power combo in front of you, on the bottom right and left, there are numbers. These big numbers represent how many tokens of that race that you get to start with. You will take them from the tray. Then you have to replenish the column. So you slide all of the current column up one, revealing a new combo from the stack, which will be the very bottom combo. The race banner and special power badges may provide you with different rules. These rules will always trump the rules in the rule book. The next thing you do on your turn is you're gonna conquer some regions. For the very first conquest when you are a new hero, you have to come in either on the border of the map or the side of the board. Now that we have our race and our power combo and our tokens, it's time to conquer a region. To conquer a region, you must have the ability to deploy at least two race tokens to that region, plus one for any additional game pieces, and an additional one for each lost tribe or another player's token that are already present in that region. If there are race tokens from another player on that region, like you said, you have to do one more than there is present. But what happens is that player must discard one of those race tokens and they get the rest back in their hand, which they will redeploy at the end of the current player's turn to regions that they may still own. You can repeat the action of conquering a region as many times as you want, as long as you have the number of tokens to do so. And any region that you conquest must be adjacent to the region that you've already conquest. For your final conquest attempt, as long as you have at least one race token left, you can try to take over that region. And what you do is you declare what region you're trying to take. As long as you are within three tokens away, you can roll that special reinforcement die. If the sum is greater than the number of tokens you need, you get to have that region. If it's not, that's fine also. You fail to conquer that very last one, and you just move into the troop redeployment phase. And finally, the last step of the conquest phase is you take your tokens off the board, leaving one at each of the regions that you conquested. Now that you have all the tokens in your hand, you may replace them in any of the regions that you own. So doing this is mostly for defense. And the last part of your current turn is scoring your victory points. You will receive one victory coin for each region you control at the end of your turn. You may also receive bonus victory points based on your current race and your power combos. In this game, we want to keep our victory coins a secret from other players. They're not supposed to know how many we currently have. Now that everyone has taken their turn, round two begins with the player moving the crown marker down to the number two. And we continue by doing the following. The first thing we'll do is expand our regions. We'll take the tokens off the board from the regions you've conquered and place them back conquering new regions. 
after you are done with the first round, the other option you have for your turn is going into decline. And what you do if you choose to go into decline, you remove all your troops but one per region that you still own. You then flip over your race banner. At the start of your next turn, you get to select a new race and special power combo from the column next to the board, just like you did on the first turn. And lastly, you'll score victory points. And again, when scoring victory points, you take the points of all the regions that you've conquered on the map and any special rules that apply based on your race and power combo. Now that we have it set up and we went over what to do each turn, let's play a few turns. This game has stated the player with the most pointy ears go first. And I guess that's me. It's not me. I got these round monkey ears, so... I don't think I've, my ears have ever been classified as pointy before, but I'll take it this time. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to do, because our first turn is pick my race. Um, and because I won the pointy ear race, I feel like I'm going to take <laughs> the elves uh, first. They're one of my favorite races, usually later in the game, but I'm going to take them right away. So they are the forest elves. So what happens with them, every forest region that I have, I get one additional victory coin at the end of my turn. And the elves I like so much because when someone takes over one of my regions, I actually get all of my elves back. I don't lose one to the box. Um, so they tend to stick around a little longer, especially in a shorter game with only two players. It's something that Joe's probably going to start attacking me pretty quick, and I'm going to get all my guys back. It's good to note, too, that you uh, you bought third down from the stack, so you had to put two victory coins above it, so it actually cost you two points for that card. Yeah, two points. I passed up the wizards and the skeletons. I will shoot for one of those later. I won't tell you which one, because I don't want you to take it from me. But one of those I do want later in the game. So now that I have my race... Let's go ahead and conquer some regions. So I have to start on the border of the map. And lucky enough, there is a forest on the border and I get extra points for that. So I'm gonna start right in the middle by placing two elves on a forest. And I'm gonna go towards Joe on the map, uh, which kind of goes through the center of the map for the most part. And the next one has one of the lost tribes on it. So I'm gonna place three on that one to take over. And then one down from that again is another forest. So I'm gonna place three on that one to take over. And I have two left, which is enough to actually claim without doing the reinforcement die. So I'm just gonna go ahead and claim there, claiming the four regions. And now I can redeploy. So what I'm gonna do is because Joe's gonna have to start on the edge. I'm gonna move my those threes that I played onto the edge of the map, just to make them a little bit harder. I don't think Joe's gonna come straight in on me, but we'll see. And then I take my victory points. Um, so I get four victory points because I have four regions. I get two extra bonus points because of my forest elves. And Joe, it's your turn. All right, now that it's my turn, I'm going to take, I think the most random one, because it's fun. I'm going to take the Ratmen with the Dragon Master oh, combo. Oh, Dragon Master. Uh, it's, it's five down, so actually going to cost me four victory coins here. But now that I have it, uh, the Ratmen, not much to it. It's just rats. There's eight tokens for rats, so it's just sheer numbers. But the Dragon Master is unique. It allows me to conquer any region with just one token, and then that token becomes immune, so your opponent can't conquer it. <laughs> it's a dragon. <laughs> 
yeah, the Ratmen, like you said, doesn't don't have a special power, but they're the most tokens as any race can have. Like eight is the highest that a race gets by default. What's crazy though is the Dragon Master is five, so I have thirteen tokens to start with, which is a a lot. Yeah. That's so. Cool. Uh, I probably will be getting this with a Conqueror. I have no bonuses, so unlike Brian with his forests, uh, I can place anywhere. I'm just going for uh, sheer points. So I will take three and place it next to his, right at the top. Take over a swamp. I will then take one token and my dragon and conquer the forest that he was on. I don't want him to have the forest, and now it's mine. And I'll leave the dragon token there, symbolizing that it's mine from now on. And the special power, I don't lose one of my elves, so I actually get them in my hand for a little bit longer. Uh, I'll place two in the farmland next to me. I'll place two in the uh, field next to me. I'll place two in the other <laughs> field next to me. And you can see where uh, rats are pretty good here. And then I have three left, so I actually can take anything. I could go for a mountain or one of the lost areas, but I think I'll just go ahead and take over his planes since I can. You would have to roll the reinforcement die on that one. Exactly. Now the die is interesting because it's not one through six. It's uh, there's three blanks. Three blanks and a one, two, three. Yeah. So it, essentially, they could have just given you a die and said odds or evens. Yeah. But they could have but uh or divide but actually you do need the numbers it's true because you can be within three of conquering it and so that's where the one two and three come from so in this case you only need one yeah so you have 50 percent chance but let's see what you roll see what happens uh the best part about it is if i lose they just go back to my other regions yeah so uh, i lost yeah i failed to conquer it it goes back in my hand and it is my uh, end of my conquer phase, so all my tokens go back to my hand, and I get to replace them anywhere I want. And during this time, I placed those three that I got back from Joe's killing back on the board also. <laughs> How many victory coins do you get? How many regions do you have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. So I get five. Now it's the second turn, and I was the player that went first. So I'll move the game marker down to player to round two. Like we stated earlier, we go 10 rounds in this game because we're playing a two-player game. And so first thing I'll do is I claim all of my elves back on the board, leaving one in each of the regions I control. And uh, I can start conquering again because I'm not going to go in decline when I have seven in my hand. So I'm going to go three to take over another lost tribe, two to go into that swampland, and two to get on another forest, avoiding you completely. <laughs> uh, you and your dumb dragon. Oh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I get six more coins. And my redeployment don't really care too much, I guess. The ones that are farther away, I guess I'm going to put some on just so you either have to use your dragon or use a bunch of your tokens since you have so many. And uh, now it's your second turn. I guess this is a good time to bring this up. Uh, regarding the Dragon Master, is it a one-time use? No, you, like I stated, you can use the Dragon once per your turn, uh, but you only have one of them. Other ones, you know, you get two heroic things, stuff like that, but... I still like it because you could have five on one 
region, and I'm just like, and dragon. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I forgot my two extra forests. Actually, so I got eight victory points. Uh, so now it is my turn once again, and Brian is swarming the board, so I will take all of my tokens here, making sure to leave one in each region, and the most important one, the dragon. Where are you going to use it this time? So I have eight. Now that I have eight of these, I I need to slow you down. And I think that just using, I think we're gonna be doing a circle here based on what I'm seeing on this map. So I am going to use the dragon and my rat to take over the planes next to me, the one where you put a bunch on there. So I got three back for future deployment. Yep. I'm gonna use three to take over the forest. I'm gonna get my lovely forest elf back. This is where, if you had anything other than the elves, by the way, it'd be over. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be in decline on the on the second turn. But so, and then uh, I have four left. I can't really go anywhere else that's useful, but I will use three to take over this forest on the edge, just so that you don't get it on the off chance, the one that's previously a uh, lost city. And now that that's done, I take my tokens and place one on each of the areas that have that I want. So I will put my token here in the forest, trying to at least hopefully slow you down a little bit. All right. And that's my turn. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven areas. So now I have seven victory points. So my only option really here is to hopefully start killing some of your rat men off. It's going to be a while. How many tokens do you have? I have six that's, right now. That's enough. But the first thing I'll do is I'll move the game marker to three. And so then I will uh, go ahead and take over this lost tribe just north of me. And I'm going to kill one of your rat men. Uh, because it only has one on it, this one goes back to the game uh, tray. You don't get to keep that one. Nope. And um, that's pretty much it. And I don't really have a whole lot of redeployment to do. The dragon is just so good when you have so many tokens. Um, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six. And I get seven because of the extra forest I'm on. So seven more coins come to me. And now it's your turn. I mean, the dragon's good, but... The fact that I can't kill you makes this really, really long game. Yeah. So, let's see. I can go into decline right now, which would not be a bad idea. How many troops can you... I mean, you have five plus your dragon. Yeah, so I would have uh, five troops plus my dragon. So, I decline by flipping over my card. It's my beginning of my turn. And the dragon token now comes off of the board. Yep, uh, I lose my power combo. Anymore. And, and all you... of my rat tokens on the board get flipped over. And they just look like faded out versions of the same thing. But I, uh, that's it. They don't get to move, but I still get victory points for each of the regions I control. My, my race is still alive. They're just dying. Yeah. <laughs> so you get seven more get victory seven points? Seven more. And then uh, for the beginning of round four, I will go ahead and redeploy. And I was actually thinking about also going in decline. 
Ooh, but I beat you to but it. But since you went into decline, <laughs> I think you made a good point that I can now kill off some of your rat men. It's true. Fairly easily, I guess. Not even that easy. I only have four tokens. So maybe I do just go into decline. I can kill one, potentially two. I, I guess I'll kill two off. I'm going to go for the forest first. Hopefully that I get. Ooh, that's a good one. So got three there to take over that rat man. And then I will try for another forest. So I need the reinforcement die from you. You need two. I need two or three to get that rat man dead. Oh, oh. I got one. <laughs> so I was one short, which is fine. I get to redeploy that guy somewhere else. And uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven victory points on this turn. And uh, that ends my turn. Eight. You missed one. Oh, eight victory points. Yeah, I was going to say, you conquered one. <laughs> I did conquer one. And then I didn't conquer the second one I really wanted. But that's okay. Um, and now uh, it's your turn, and you can select your new race. Um, but let's uh, continue on, and we'll finish this game afterwards. Uh, but let's talk about how the game comes to an end. We've kind of talked about it a little bit. but So once the game has reached the final round, every player will still take their turn. And then once everyone's turn is over, you can reveal all of your victory coins that you've had face down, and you tally them up. At that point, the person with the most points wins. Simple as that. If there is a tie, you count up all of the race tokens that are on the board, and whoever has the most race tokens at that point wins. At that point wins. I really like that the coins that you use to buy your races throughout the game is also how you win so it's so unique that you are like gambling your victory to potentially get a new race um throughout the game and it decline sounds like a bad thing but it happens in a two-player game it's probably gonna happen three to four times um so it's pretty common it's more like a nascar pit stop you're gonna have to do <laughs> it um, it's just all about the timing that really matters so, Joe, you just told us, you know, how the game comes to an end, how a player could win this game. What do you do in this game to win? For me, ignoring, like, the race and the power combos because they're so random. The number of possibilities that you can get is endless, which is why I like this game a lot for the replayability. But I think at, at its core, I have one strategy quote <laughs> that I do. And that is essentially declining, right? And it's not even a strategy. It's just a main function of the game. But knowing when to decline, I think is important. Yeah. I tend to do it when I am at a point where I control a number of regions. And I'm like, okay, on this turn, I could take over two more or fight for them. Or I can decline and still get a lot of victory points. I do it at that time. Yeah. I should have declined because I only could take one for sure. But since you were in decline, I wanted to push it. And it's all about that timing, like you said. If, if you can get the timing down, or at least recognize, like, <laughs> elves are hard because you don't want to decline because you can just stay on the board forever. <laughs> but, uh, but eventually you get so spread out that, you know, I can only have 10. That's how many tokens I had in that game. So, like, I could never have more than 10 regions at one time. You know, this brings up a really good question. I'm going to ask you, too. So, what, what is your strategy before we get a little deeper? I tend... I mean, I think the same thing. I think the, the races and the combos are just so random that you can't count on them. 
to do anything. I mean, there was ones that I definitely like. Later in that game that we played, I was going to take the skeletons. I just really like the skeletons uh, race. You get additional one as you continue to conquer. Um, so it kind of helps that, uh, that mindset of, you know, taking over someone else's spot and getting additional uh, tokens to use later. Um, I tend to play a little bit more of the aggressive side, which is maybe why I like the skeletons. Um, I just started it on turn four with us, but what I would like to do is start going in and, you know, attacking your regions, especially if you don't have the elves, because then you start losing tokens to use. I tend to do that more than, more than anything else. And a lot of times I pick my race based on just how many. It's not even so much. Like the Ratman, I really do enjoy also. Like, you know, you took them because you just get so many. <laughs> and you can just, you can take over. And even if you use them for two turns, like that's fine. I usually don't get the Ratman. This was actually the first time I got it. I will say I'm impressed because it's also the first time I have Dragon. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen those two together, and that's really cool. It was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. My question now to you is, do you have a favorite race? I think it depends on the time of the game. Okay. Um, like I said, I like the Skeletons, usually as my second race, I would say. The first race, I really don't care what I have. Um, I would say I just choose based on the number. Try to get as many as I can off the bat. Um, and then I, I love seeing the skeletons coming in on second because I can start killing your races off and I get bonus tokens to use to kill more off in future turns. Um, but then like three quarters of the game, I'll pay all five if I have to to get the spirits or um, the ghouls because when you go into decline, they both have additional benefits, which I really like. But yeah, those are the two. I've never seen them together. We talked about that beforehand. That would just be nuts if they could be together. Uh, but yeah, I'll pay all five to get either of those two three-quarters way of the game. And after that, again, it's just numbers. Can you imagine being on turn two and then just declining? Yeah. And being like, and I'm going to continue playing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is really good. Um, one thing we didn't really state is that you only can have one race in decline yeah. at a time. Um, so, like, Joe's Ratman would decline. If he still had Ratman on the board when he wanted to decline again, all the Ratmen just get removed. Uh, but one of the bonuses that we're talking about is that you get to have two races in decline at one time. So you just get to, you know, keep the board, keep the pressure on the opponents for sure. What about you? What's your favorite or favorite combo? Uh, it's interesting playing with you. And it's one of the reasons I like our dynamic is... I am a very defensive player when it comes to Small World. I don't like conquering, like, your region as much. Now, it was different with the Ratman and the, the, the Dragon because yeah, so it was so easy. me off the first turn. Because the Dragon's like, well, you have four things there. I'm just going to take it. But uh, I generally like the Trolls. Uh, and any of the ones that give you extra defense, the Strongholds or, like, the heroic power combo, Yeah, they kind of just make you immune uh, or harder to take. I tend to like those. In my mind, if I can not have to worry about losing tokens, I can last longer and get more points. Uh, where you're the opposite. If you can take over, you're making me lose tokens, thus getting less points. So yep. it's it's a pretty interesting dynamic. I don't think I have a, a favorite special power. There are definitely weaker ones in my mind. Yeah, I think the game does a good job balancing the weaker races and combos with the numbers. So, like, 
wealthy isn't that great of one because you just get seven coins, which is which is good. Like that can make you win the game, but you get no other benefits. Like I got more than seven coins by having the forest um, on my elves in that first game. So like, but you get four. Um, so I mean that helps you you know conquer. And then some of the really good ones, you know, you're only getting two extra, kind of like the merchant. You only get two additional tokens because the merchant one is just so good. If you could have that with, you know, five, it'd just be, that'd be crazy. I guess, but I guess you have a good point where it is really balanced because if I had ghouls with wealthy, then I would just take ghouls. And then the first, second turn, I would just go into decline. Yeah. Like, I already got my seven coins. I don't need any extra power. Yep, the power doesn't matter at all anymore. So they all have a place, and yeah. I like that about the game. Yeah, they, they do a good job balancing it. I really like also, and I think it's underrated, is the seafarers, because you can claim those water tokens. On a two-player map, there's only three of them, but when you start playing on four and five players, like there's a lot of water tokens, and then you can just have one there, and no one can take over. You can just leave one guy there, and no big deal. And you just get points every turn. I think it's probably pretty clear, but would you recommend this game? Well, I know your answer. Because, I think everyone knows my answer. Because you actually recommended me this game. That's true. I like this game. I like this game a lot. I think it's a really, really fun game. It's great for younger uh, younger players because it's not real complicated. It seems like there's a lot of moving parts, but really there's only three things. Yeah. It just looks that way with so many races. When we started talking about doing this podcast, I knew that this was going to be a season one episode because it looks intimidating. But it's not intimidating, and no. this is such a good game for anyone, you know, that wants to play board games. It just, you have to get past that, like, ooh, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things, but there's only three things. You do more things in Catan than you do in this every turn. Really, there is, yep. Uh, I definitely would recommend it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I recommend this to everyone. I mean, it's one of my favorite games. I bought it years ago on a just a random on sale purchase online um just because it looked fun and i'm so happy with it i did like very little to no research into it when i bought it and i'm just so glad i bought it it's also nice to know that this game has a, a lot of expansions yeah and versions like you can play different versions of the base game yep and i've had this game now for like i said multiple years and i haven't even needed really to get into any of the expansions that adds more classes and more races I know you were talking about how you really wanted to get the World of Warcraft. The small World of Warcraft. Yeah. Because yeah. you were a big fan of that video game series. For me, I don't care so much about that, but it themes it for that for you. It's kind of funny. Uh, I wasn't too familiar with the expansions, so I actually thought you had the expansions because there were so many races yeah. and powers, but no, it's just the base game. I'm curious. I actually should get one of the expansions because one of the things when I first opened this box was just the quality of everything. Um, it's the first time that I remember seeing the company Game Trays, um, which is not a sponsor for them, but if they're listening, like their stuff is amazing. Um, and you can buy them for other games, but Small World comes with custom Game Trays for all of the race tokens. It's really nice. It's click-in lids, like so nice. And they have, like I said, they have multiple other options. So unpaid sponsorship for sure. <laughs> Then their website has a bunch of games that really just make the boxes better. Um, so I'm curious with the expansion, if they come with equal game, like game trays and that same nice quality, or if you end up having to use, you know, baggies and stuff for some of those, because they're not going to fit in this box. That's for sure. 
I mean, you touched a little bit on quality, but let's talk about the fact that every single race, every single power combo, token, uh, additional token for the board, everything is these nice, detailed, good textile cardboard that's painted. Uh, it's probably printed. Or printed. You know what I, I mean? It's got painted a, them. <laughs> it just has, they have nice colors. Yeah. It's all nice aesthetics. And it doesn't look cheap. Exactly. I, it's... It's night and day. And I like that the board itself, like there's two boards. Yeah. And I like that they flip open and create a bigger world yeah. the, the, uh, the more players you have. And you stated it kind of when we were playing that they could have just done an odds and evens on a six-sided die for the reinforcement dice. But instead, they made a custom dice that no other game will ever need. It's a nice wooden die, To too. have just one, two, and three on it and three blank spots. And... I mean, MSRP for this game is 55 bucks. Um, so it, one of the ones that will probably be more expensive for season one that we talk about, but it's right there in the range that is very doable. Um, you can find them on sale for around 40 um, If you find, you know, a Black Friday sale or something, I think I got it for around that 45 ish um, TC Paintball in town has it for MSRP at 55 bucks. Did you have any house rules? I don't think so. I can't think of anything that we play different than what the rules state. Um, I have never changed the random columns of the races. I've never changed where the tiles are played on the map. I also have never played it on a bigger map with less people, which I do play on Catan. Like we play three player Catan on the five and six expansion all the time, but I've never played this one with on the four or five map. I don't think you could not have fun. I mean like, I think it would be defense. It would be. You'd just be sitting so there. So you, you might like it. But, <laughs> yeah, because I think you'd be too far away from people when there's only two people on it or something. But I don't think I've added any rules that I know of. I think it's hard to figure out who has the pointiest ears. Yeah, uh, So a lot of times we just kind of, you know, pick someone. I think the argument always goes, is it the top of the ear that's pointy or the bottom of the ear that's pointiest? <laughs> so I think that's probably the just who goes first. How about you? The only house rule I can even think of is like the victory coins being a secret. Even with playing with you, it really doesn't matter. I'm sure if you're really good at this game and you played competitively, if you did, I, I guess I don't know if you would, yeah. but uh, there's no reason to hide them. Yeah, um, it's cool because the one, threes, fives, and tens, they're all the same shape. So I don't actively flip them over. I just keep them piled up in front of me. And I think if someone really wanted to try to guess what I have, I mean, they can. I don't, I've never been asked how many victory points do you have currently. Plus, you can just keep count. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you, like, how many do you have currently? No. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Everyone's, everyone's focused on theirs. And you get to a certain point where you're more worried about, like, the board and, like, your, your territories. I don't think there's ever been a time where I'm like, oh, my gosh, he has... 13 coins and if he gets seven and he has this many and i need this many i think that's getting too too much to an extent i get yeah. i get why it's a secret but it's just better to just not even think about it yeah i guess i've never thought about it <laughs> exactly my point <laughs> and i like games are generally pretty close i feel like there's someone that sometimes you know has you know 10 or 15 more than someone else but i feel like they're within like five or ten points every time without keeping track and i know with Catan, i count those victory points on all my opponents constantly because i mean that changes my play each turn and that does not do that here at all i hope you enjoyed this game walkthrough 
and this is one of my favorite games, so I highly recommend that you grab this off the shelf and play it again soon and play it often. For upcoming episodes, you'll be opening the rule book at a few more staples like Ticket to Ride and Carcassonne. Check back every Wednesday for new episodes. You can always find our page on Instagram at instagram.com slash where is the rulebook or email us at where is the rulebook at gmail.com. If you are in the Northern Michigan area, please join us at TC Paintball this Saturday, September 25th for our very first game day from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. where we'll be bringing this game, Small World. We'll introduce, we'll guide, and we'll play with anyone that shows up. Copies of this game and many others will be available to purchase during the event. I hope you all can stop in and say hi. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating on your podcast app today. This episode is sponsored by TC Paintball, local to Traverse City, Michigan. TC Paintball is a paintball, airsoft, tabletop, card, and board game store that excels at bringing in the community for all of us to enjoy our hobbies. But all of these games either belong to one or both of us and are not paid sponsorships. Also, to all of our listeners, you can receive 10% off all board games and 15% off feature board games each month just by mentioning to the cashier where is the rulebook to receive the discount at the register local to TC Paintball. And a huge thank you to John Ransom for making our theme song. Again, if you're in the Northern Michigan area, Come play games with us at TC Paintball, or at least stop in and see them for your next board game purchase. And if you love the theme song as much as us, check out Jack Pine for more music with John. Thanks for playing.